Blog Talk Radio. that we discussed. So, 
easiest way you could do it is just give me a call at 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletstalk, L-E-T-S, at gmail.com. Okay? Um, the chat room will be open shortly, if I can ever get it to open, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash talk. Uh, we're having an issue trying to get it open right now, but we will have it open one way or another, hopefully. Uh, and those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And like I mentioned before, I, I want to hear what you have to say because this is interesting and, and very important, you know, because I think we as citizens of this country, we probably can give better solutions than what them idiots up there on the on, on uh, in our great, great uh, uh, leadership positions are, are doing right now. I, I really do. So we, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, of course, we have the Black History Moment, a very interesting one to say the least. Uh, a little information I didn't know. <laughs> uh, so it, I, I'm sure some of you probably knew it and some of you probably didn't, but we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, we have a song of the day. We're going to change it up a little bit, give you a little, little, as some of the folks say, a little stepping music to get your day started with. Now, for those who don't know what stepping music is, you know, <laughs> you're in for a big surprise. And for those that do, you know, if you can, you may want to cut a couple of steps here and there. Uh, yeah, Mr. J. Red is going to bring it to you here shortly. And those are all the things that we have planned for you today. We have up until two, we have two hours, at least two hours to, to talk about these things. So we're not going to rush it um, at all. We, we're not going to rush it, and we, we're not going to try to rush it. <laughs> I guess you could say. Other than that, that's what we have planned for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a, a, a very, very interesting, uh, informative show. That, that's that's a good word for it. A very informative show and um, and fun. We're gonna have some fun with this as well. Because hey, we like to have fun here on the show. We, we bring you stuff, but we still like to have fun. I don't think I need to tell you what the rules are because most of you've been listening to the show long enough to understand and know what the rules are. Okay. So we, we just ask that you do, do, abide accordingly. And I know some people get upset and say, I'm trying to censor the Internet or what have you. No, I'm not trying to censor the Internet. I just don't like all craziness and, uh, you know, cussing and fussing and disrespecting each other and all that good stuff. That's not who I am. I have standards, and I really, 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 um, want to uphold you to those same standards. I will uphold you to those same standards. Put it that way, you know. <laughs> and with that being said, it's time to move on, man. It's time to move on. As I said, the chat room will be open shortly, hopefully, if I can figure out what's going on with it. But we'll, we'll work through that issue here in a little bit. But in the meantime, it's time for your song of the day. As I say, a little change of pace. Here's Mr. J. Red and step out. Enjoy it, man. Get to stepping. Ha <laughs> ha! Man is born in here. DJ, you got some J. 
Jared, step out. Hell yeah. Oh, baby. This is your boy Jay Red, the nephew. And I got a brand new dance for y'all. Y'all ready for it? Let's step out. Walk it to the right and turn it around and take it on down and bring it on up for me. Oh, baby, step out, kick, kick, step and shake it to your left. Kick out, dip, step, clap and walk it to the right and turn it around and take it on down and bring it on up. Feel sexy like, come on, step out, baby.
do a little something, 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 something different. <laughs> ah, all right, I want to say hello to Easy Rider up in the chat room. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, so this is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House, and I got my co-host, P. Hoss, oh, P. Hoss, P. Ross, riding shotgun with me. <laughs> I don't know where, where, where I get few horse from, but anyway, glad y'all can hang out with us today. Uh, we got a good show planned for you, and um, yeah, we look forward to bringing you some great information. We'll talk a little border wall here, and then this this uh, shutdown thing going on, and then Pete Ross gonna bring you some scams to look out for, being that it is tax season, and you're gonna be getting them funny phone calls with them funny little people calling you trying to get your money. So we want you to be aware of uh, some of the scams out there uh, that, 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 that may entice you to separate your, yourself from your cash. <laughs> we hope not, but we shall see. Anyway, anyway, that's, that's, that's all I got right now. Uh, you want to be a part of the show, you want to say something, 347 838 is the number. If you're in the chat room, Hey, all they gotta do is start typing. If you come in with a username, and uh, P. Ross is in the chat room, she'd be more than happy to answer any questions or forward them to me, and I answer them for you myself. But other than that, uh, those are all the ways you can participate. You can hit me up on the email at ericletstalk at gmail dot com as well. Okay, so those are all the ways you can talk to me today, me and P. Ross, and we do look forward to hearing from you. The one, the faithful listeners that I have. All right. So, well, first of all, let me bring my co-host in. The one, the only, P. Rose in the house. P. What's going on? How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Ain't too much going on. You know, new year, new day. That's all I can say. <laughs> new year, new day. Hey, hey, if you if you here to see the new year and new day, you know what that means. You're breathing, you're alive, and that's always a good time. That's the way I look at it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all you got to say. Mm-hmm. Really? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say today. <laughs> okay, today. She said it today, y'all. Today. Yeah. All right. All right. That's cool. That's cool. We, we, we can deal with that. We can definitely work with that. All right. So, anyway, are you ready to bring us our Black History Moment? Uh, as I was telling the listeners, it's a very, very interesting story you're about to tell us. And um, I was surprised at this myself, so I know some others are. So, without further ado, P, I'm going to break the music. Oh, All right. Um. This person is a black man who was an architect who actually designed Duke University 37 years before he could have attended it. His name is Julian Abley. Um, He was born in 1881. He died in 1950. Um, He hid in plain sight for decades. He was a chief designer for Horace Trombauer, who was himself a legendary Gilded Age architect. Abilene produced decades of skilled design laying out the Grand Philadelphia Museum of Art. 
as one of the things he's done. Mansions in Newport and Duke, as I said, exquisite Gothic revival campus at a time when African Americans like Abby was not even allowed to attend. His modest manner and the firm's policy of issuing individual signatures on blueprints and plans has made it tricky for historians to push out the full extent of his contributions. Even after Abelie became the co-leader of the firm in 1938 following Trombauer's death. When Duke finally renamed a campus quad after Abelie in 2016, it was a rare example of a campus celebrating its architect. Abelie, who was the first African-American to graduate from the University of Pennsylvania School of Architects. It created a legacy that few could match. So that is Mr. Julian Aberly, A-B-L-E. If you want to look it up, get some additional information on him. He has many, many, many renowned designs that you would be amazed all over America. So another thing that he he, he did with the um, uh, Philadelphia Museum of, of Art was he helped to conceive a classical Greek style, and which they called him one of the most sensitive designers anywhere in America. All right? So look him up. Study him. Hey, that's our Black History Moment for today. All right. That was your Black History Moment. Hey, man, I tell you, I get, that's like that Chuck Brown beat right there. You know what I mean? And that just sounded good. And I, I, you know what? I didn't even know. <laughs> that was interesting that he designed Duke University, man. I tell you. And I know a lot of us basketball, college basketball fans, we can't stand Duke. Okay. Maybe we like it a little bit now, but I still can't stand Duke basketball. But anyway, we don't talk sports here. All right. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you, Pete. Mr. Julian Abley. Abley, however you pronounce the name. 1881 to 1950. You know, but before we move on, uh, speaking about the Black History Moment and and uh, Mr. Abley, you know, it's just amazing. <laughs> That's my favorite word, right, Pete? It, 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 it's just astonishing that uh, <laughs> that I changed it. It's astonishing that uh, you know, so many of uh, 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 the buildings, cities, and things that were designed like that. Involved African Americans, Black folk, colored folk, Negro folk, whatever you want to call them. Uh, original Aboriginal, what a, uh, original original, okay, original Native people. Now, because I can't say the other word right now. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's amazing that a lot of you know we never were taught these things in school, whether it's, it's high school, college, elementary, whatever, or even during Black History Month. We're never taught these individuals right here, so it's good that we we give the opportunity here on this show to uh, uh, inform you of, of the many many contributions that um, African Americans have made to this country. Like we don't already know it, but a lot of people still live in the dark about some of it. So it's good we can bring them bring them to to, to forefront. And P, I want to say thank you because you find some outstanding individuals to bring bring um, to the show. So thank you very much, dear. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, I try to get pe- I try to get the, the the less known people in the less known trade because you know we we hear about you know people of slavery times, the Harriet Tubman, the Sojourner Truth, you know, all all of that. But it's more history to us, to African Americans, to blacks, to Negroes, whatever you want to label yourself as this day. Let's just say people of color. You know, then just what came out of the slave trade. Let's stop limiting to ourselves to that and understand that we are a very intellectual and spiritual people. We made enormous contributions in building this United States of America, as well as other parts of the world. So we need to recognize that and recognize our value and our worth and, and, and not be deceived by what they say and do the research. Just do the research. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I heard you get riled up there. I was going to let you keep going. I was going to let you keep going. I had to slow my roll for a little bit. I had to slow my roll for a little bit. I felt you. I mean, I started getting goosebumps and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, buddy, you're going to get started now. <laughs> Um, 
the the loan scams where you can get um um you qualified for a loan but you now you got to pay this fee in order to get the loan because it's an origination fee or a processing fee um then they um got one where you can actually go to a website where you're shopping online and the item is one price and they tell you that hey look this is the price of the item but we're going to give it to you for this deal send a money order or send it, you know, send it Western Union or what have you, and we'll send the, 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 the item to you and you never get the item. So as well as employment search scams, disaster relief scams, there's fundraising scams, there's traveling scams, make money fast, you know, um, even the, the money at home, work at home, you know, with, with your computer. You know, so it, it's it's so many out there, but these are just a few of the main ones um, that that will be we will be talking about. Oh, and one of the most popular ones um, 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 that is uh, Facebook and dating uh, website is um, the dating scam. You know, um, someone from overseas would befriend you, and then all of a sudden. Um, you know, they're asking you for money because they're in a financial bind and they're promising to pay you back. And again, they want you to send it via Western Union or money transfer. So you always want to be aware of that as well. So those are some of the things that we will be going a little bit more in detail about. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am. And um, I hope y'all y'all got your pencil and paper ready so y'all can take down some of the information that she's going to be presenting to you uh, and to be on the lookout for, to be on the lookout for, because this is, this is, tis is the season to separate you from your money if they can. I mean, not like they don't always try during out the year, but now they know the income tax is going to be coming in eventually. Uh, They're they going to be trying very, very extra hard to, to, Get your money. All right? So, all right. It's time for me to give you what I think about. We're trying to talk about this, this shutdown just a little bit more. I think after today, if nothing new happens with this shutdown, I'm going to stop talking about it because you know, I, I think I, I, I'm running out of uh, – uh, uh, I'm not going to say patience, but I'm running out of things to say about this, this nonsense that's going on. You know, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but that's what it is. it's nonsense, y'all. This this thing is really nonsense. This is the 24th day, day 24 of a partial government shutdown, partial. And it, it's amazing, that word again, it, it's, it, 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 it's interesting how they, they make it seem as though it's not that. Just the 24th day, but... According to the so-called experts, it's the longest in U.S. history. But regardless, you know, it's still a shutdown. People still aren't getting paid. And you have these leaders that's doing nonsense. Nonsense, basically, what's going on. Um, you know, let's, let's really talk about this thing for a moment. You know, these politicians, they were elected, elected to represent the citizens of the United States of America. Right? You went and voted. You said, okay, I want this person in to represent me for what I believe in, for my ideas, what have you. You did that. Right? Now 
we have them, right? We have them. And now we have them sitting up there doing nothing. Doing nothing. Like we really should expect anything different. Uh, but yet, with this shutdown, they can't deliver any kind of clear resolution between the top man, the top man, 45, the President of the United States, and these individuals in Congress. And this is just totally, completely unacceptable at this point. Unacceptable. We got 45 sitting up there. What is 45 doing? He, he's giving these these great speeches as he always does, you know, uh, bring it on fear mongering, you know, telling false statements, you know, placing the blame on everybody else. Instead of just sit down and trying to resolve this issue. It's simple. But the good of the American citizens. Remember that. The American citizens. Who, by the way, many are out of work. They're out of work. They're not working. They're not receiving their check. You know, they're not getting paid. So, wow, they're up there uh, 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 bullcrapping and fighting and walking out of, on meetings and carrying on. You have citizens out here trying to figure out where the, you know, how they're going to pay their bills. Because Mr. Bill, he, he doesn't wait on nothing. He don't care. Mr. Bill doesn't care if the government is shut down. He, has the, he just doesn't care. At all. You know, now, let's look at this thing realistically. Most Americans are not savers anymore, okay? Let's look at this. Most of them were basically one or two paychecks from being uh, out out in the street or, or just down and out, period. So here we are. We have hit that situation. So what are the, what is these citizens supposed to do now? When Mr. Mr. Bill Collector calls them, oh, I, I got, um, you know, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not working because the government is shut down, so you have to wait to get paid, right? Now let's take a look. What happens if they were already behind? So now some of them probably getting cars repossessed, lights uh, are getting turned off. I know that that's some say, well, that's to the extreme. Maybe it is, but you have to take a look at that because this is what is happening now. There are reports of TSA agents at the airports calling out sick. This is what is happening because these individuals up there who are supposed to be elected officials are, are, are bull driving and, and hanging out on beaches and, and doing whatever except for trying to resolve this freaking shutdown. And I say freaking, not the other word, y'all. <laughs> I have to clarify that because, you know, some of y'all get carried away. Y'all say I done cuss and I done have it. Y'all know when I cuss. Um, anyway, all right, and then all of a sudden today, there's a report that, oh, everyone that is out of work because of we've received back pay. Oh, wow, that really makes me feel a lot better. But what about now? I still don't have any money now. I still can't pay my bills now. I can't, most of them probably can't even go to the dollar store and get nothing right now. That's, that's probably how bad some of them are doing. So, see, this this has a, a an effect that is not good, not good for the American citizens at all. At all. And, and why? Why, y'all? Because you have one individual that's sitting there trying to keep a, a, a campaign promise. 
that we're going to build the wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Why? When everyone knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to happen. We knew Mexico wasn't going to pay for a wall. Heck, the president, past and present, said it. And, and they said it just like that. We're not paying for an effing wall. <laughs> that was it. So for those that just got bit out of shape and say, yeah, make them pay for it, you're living in a dream world anyway. You're living in a dream world. Along with 45. No, be man enough to say, look, okay, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, okay, I need to research, and we need American tax dollars to pay for the wall. Say it. We are, it's already known. It's already known. But yet you want to stand up there and keep your chest out and say, well, I'm going to declare a national emergency. I'm going to take money from here. I'm going to take money from there. Well, do it all freaking way and open the government. Stop talking about it. Oh, I forgot. We got to still play the political game, don't we? We have to play the political game. We have to keep our base happy. Now, 45 made a statement. He don't care if people not get paid because most of them are Democrats. Well, you know, that's just downright stupid. And I don't like using that word, but I'm going to use it right now. That's just downright stupid. Because I'm sure a lot of his supporters are hurting just like the rest of them, whether they're Democrat, Republicans, Libertarians, Tea Partiers, or whatever. They're not getting paid. I'm sure they're not happy either. Heck, most most of them can't even get their well. They can't get their welfare um, 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 benefits. Yes, and a lot of them were on welfare too. So see, this 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 is just ridiculous. And then, of course, you got those on, on, on the Democrat side, Democratic side, and some Republicans that's with them, that's caught up in that word wall. they call caught up in one word, wall. You know, it's amazing. It is just, I said that word again. It's just, uh, I'm going to say amazing because I can't think of a better word right now, but it is crazy to think that we get caught up on one word. As as people, humans in this country, we get caught up on one word. Wall. W-A-L-L. Wall. I mean, we're going to let that one word just keep keep uh, the government closed because you don't want to give up a wall. You don't want to give money for, to build a wall. It, it's just ridiculous. It really is. And, you know, the crazy part about it is it has, it really has nothing to do with the Americans, what the American citizen wants. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it, it, it's this game the political parties play. If you have someone in office that's not from your party, then we're going to do everything we can not to, 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 to make anything happen. Of course, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. We've seen and heard this before. It's the little game that they play. Let's be honest. It was done to Obama. It was done to the Bushes. It was done to Clinton. I mean, so why do we continue to have to go through this as the American citizen? Why? And, of course, we know it's not going to be the end of it. 
because it's the game that they play up there. But the problem with them playing the game is the citizens here in the United States, the ones that are supposed to elect them and they're supposed to represent, are the ones that hurting, feeling the brunt of this nonsense, this little game they're playing. And, and that's the bottom line. But apparently they don't care about what the American public feels or what the citizen is going through. They don't care. Because if they did, they would correct this nonsense. They correct it now. 45 says they'll say, well, you know, this situation can be solved in 15 to 45 minutes. So if that's the case, then why hasn't it? 24 days. 24 days compared to 15 to 45 minutes, and it still hasn't been solved? Why? Why? It kind of makes no sense, does it? It makes no sense whatever. Now, here's another interesting part of this whole scenario that that just drives me crazy. I don't know about you, it drives me crazy, but everyone involved in this this situation with the shutdown agrees that illegal immigration is a problem. Okay, all of them agree it's a problem and has been for decades and needs to be fixed. All of them say that. All I'm saying that you got Schumer, you got Pelosi. You know, they made speeches back in 2006, 2010, saying the same thing. Schumer voted for the 2006 Secure Fence Act. That authorized construction of nearly 700 miles of fence along the southwest border. But, of course, and during that time, what happened? Congress never authorized it. Because, once again, they were playing a little dumb, silly games, the same ones they play right now. Then you have 45 sitting there talking about, well, there's a crisis at the southern border. There's no crisis at the border. No more than what it usually is. Isn't, isn't it interesting that before the midterm elections, only thing you heard him talking about was this caravan, invasion, invasion, invasion. But since the, the midterms election, you haven't heard anything about an invasion or a caravan. Doesn't that smell of something that you don't want to get on your shoe? Not on your shoe, no. Not on your shoe. Got to walk around smelling yeah. like that? Oh, no, new pair of shoe time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, um, <laughs> you know, but... Here's the thing. What they all have failed to realize is there is no one way to fix this problem of illegal immigration. Okay? There's there's no way to fix this problem. It, it, it's not going to be one solution where it stops it completely. That's not going to happen. It hasn't stopped it over the, the many decades we've had it going on, so what makes you just going to stop it today? Makes no sense. Illogical. And the biggest problem, the biggest issue that they have right now is they're not trying to listen to each other. They're not trying to find a solution. They're trying to blame each other. They're trying to blame each other. But while they're playing this blame game over something that they all agree needs to happen, 
the American citizen is the one that's suffering. The American citizen is the one that is having to pay the cost for politicians playing the blame game. I mean, really. Let's be honest. There are portions of the border that needs to be fixed. There are portions of the border where it's easier to enter than others. Okay. That's an old fact. That's an old fact. Yes, need more border agents. Yes, the facilities that they supposedly hold these individuals are raggedy, old, and need to be repaired. We know this. Yes, we do need a more streamlined method of identifying those that qualify for asylum and those that need to be returned to their, their, their respective countries that do not meet the requirements. We know all this needs to happen. If we all know this is what needs to happen, we all understand it and agree there is a problem. Why is this government still shut down? Why? It doesn't matter whether it's partial or, or, or complete. It's still shut down and people are still suffering because they're not getting their money. They take, can't take care of their families. Working for free. Hey, the teachers in Los Angeles get ready to strike right now. They're getting paid. They just don't. They say they're not getting paid enough. Now, just think about the individuals that's having to work right now that's not getting a check. This is stupid, y'all. And I, like I said, I don't like to use the word, but I'm using it today. Okay, now, you know, I, I've said all this, but here's here's the issue at hand, and this is the biggest reason why. We're where we're at right now in this country. Because no one up there in that place, they call Capitol Hill, the White House, or anywhere else up in there, wants to make go of their ego and say, okay, I was wrong, or, or let's compromise, let's get this thing done. It's an ego trip. That's what it is. It's nothing but ego. I would not be the first to cave in. I would not give up. I don't care what the citizens are going through. I don't care. But if I get my way, if I don't get my way, nothing is happening. Now, 45 has said that. Schumann and Pelosi basically have said that. Mitch McConnell. He's such a coward, he's running away from the whole thing. He's supposed to be the leader of the Republican Party. He's running away from the whole thing. Why? But you stand up in front of a microphone and say, well, this is for the best of the American citizen. This is what the American people want. Apparently not, because you're not listening to the American people. You're listening to your pocketbook and your big-headed ego. That's what they're doing. For a moment, you know, it, 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 it's it's where this situation and information being put out right now is is so so false and backwards and half behind it put out. It, it's crazy. If you listen to either side, either one side says nothing has been done on immigration before, 
or one side says, well, yeah, but not enough. Yes, past administrations have, have passed laws, legislation, appropriated money to help with illegal immigration. They have. All right, the Obama administration did something like $600 million or something like that toward border uh, uh, security. The Bush administration, he did some things on border security. So forth and so on. You can go back and look where each one of them did something, but yet the problem still exists. Why? Because nobody's really addressing the problem. They are addressing their egos. Nobody's trying to work together. No one. So what will it take to fix this? Number one, it's going to take them to put the egos down and work together on this thing. That's the only way you're going to, you're going to get some, some type of solution to what's going on right now. As I said before, it's not going to solve it all in one big swell swoop. And anybody who believes that, you're crazier. You, you're crazier than Hitler was. All right? I, I'm just going to put it out there. Because... Building a 30-foot wall is not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Just like they find ways to get through the, the, the retainers they have now, they'll find ways to do that. Whether it's tunnels. And somebody said something interesting the other day, and I had to laugh. Because the question was, so what are they going to do? They build the wall, so what are they going to do when, 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 the, when the, the, the Mexicans start building steps to go up, 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 up side the wall? What are they going to do then? This is what I'm saying. So this is not something that's not going to go away. Believe, put it this way. If they want to get here, they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep trying. All thing you do is, is continuously work toward correcting the issue, make it harder for them to do it. But that's not going to stop them from trying because a lot of them are trying to seek a better life. There's nothing wrong with that. But only thing that that is being asked is you do it the right way. Do it the right way. Now, of course, you know you have some in the administration say, well, you know you got crooks coming over there and they can remit and all these crimes, so forth and so on. Oh, so you want to go there with that now? They're committing all these this crime. No more than the mass shootings that go on by Native Americans. No more than the shootings that uh, the blue people do uh, against the color, the brown people. But yet you're not worried about that. But yet you want $5 million, but you got all these veterans uh, and, and uh, other individuals out on the, sleeping on the street. You ain't worried about that. So, see, this is some of the falsehoods. And then to add to it, you go, well, you know, the the more main people being affected are the African-American and Latinos. Really? So you're going you, you gonna to do that now? Where's the logic in that? No, the American citizen is the one suffering. Simple. Simple stuff. But for some reason, egos are not letting it happen. You know? And, and, uh, 
it's, it's just astounding to me that this is is, is happening. Okay, now, so I done gave you all this stuff of what what they're doing and how they're doing and they getting their egos in the way and so we know it, it's gonna take some work, right? It's gonna take some work. Well, here's 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 a solution, y'all, and um. I, I I don't know I don't know if it makes sense, but it's a start, you know. And before I, I go to this other little piece here, let, let's 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 take a look at this thing from factual thing. There was already a budget, already something presented. Okay, it was presented. said it would be signed. It gets there, it's not signed. Because all of a sudden, what was originally allocated or said would be given, it was not enough. Because, quote, unquote, border agents and officials asked for more, which is not true. That is not what happened. But once again, that is what's being told to the American public. And yet, we continue to to, to, to listen and, and fall for this bull crap. And yes, it's bull crap. Like I say, that stuff you get on your shoe that you can't, you want to wipe off because you don't like walking around with it because of smell. But <laughs> you know, and then here's this thing about drug dealers and and drug and um, what is it, human trafficking and all. If all this is going on at the southern border, all right, let's let's be logic logical here. If all this is going on the southern border, when uh he went down there last week, don't you think some of that would been going on? Hmm. Most drugs come through port port of entries. Fentanyl, which claims comes from Mexico, comes from China. He just made a deal with China, so China would uh, classify fentanyl as a, a, a reclassified to where it's, it's a bigger crime now. You see, see how, how this stuff is, is not bad enough. But yet we have citizens here in the United States still not getting paid because they want to sit there and, and, and all of them want to sit there and beat on their chest while at the same time giving out false information. And all thing it's doing is dividing the country. But all of them that we want to work for the American, we want to do what the Amer- was good for the American public, the American citizen. But yet you steady driving a, 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 a divisive wedge in between. And the American, the American public, we, we, we continue to fall for and let them do this. We continue to let them do them. Why do we continue? Because we keep putting them same idiots back in office. That's how we continue to let this keep going on. Because we continue to put the same ones in office. Nancy Pelosi, this is her second time as Speaker of the House. Her second term. She didn't do that great of a job with you there the first time. Mitch McConnell, he's been there since Hitler was a roll guard, and, and you expect anything different. 
Now, so how can we fix this impasse? How can we correct what is going on? What are some of the solutions that can be done to get past this part to where America start getting paid again, the partial part of the government is reopened, and everybody can get back to the Mueller investigation, Trump being a Russian agent, so forth and so on. I, I sit down. I, I, I sit down and really thought about this thing. Now, and here's what I came up with. Now, it may not be perfect, and some of you out there may have even better ideas uh, or solutions to, 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 to fix this thing. But my point is, if we as regular Joes can sit down and think of ways to make this thing happen, why can't the people we elect? Why can't they? Why can't they? Because they don't want to. They do not want to. I said it when it first begun. This has nothing to do with the American public right now. It has no, It really has nothing to do with right now. All this is a setup for the 2020 elections. Everybody's trying to posture, to, 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 to find themselves a, 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 a way to blame somebody else later on. A political game that the American public is caught up in. But here's what I say. You know, and, and, and it's quite simple if you think about it, because the fight is over a burial on the wall. Apparently, that's what this fight is about, right? A wall, a fence a barrier, whatever you want to name it. That is what the fight is about, apparently, from what they tell us. So simple. Let's improve parts of the border that needs repair. We know some parts of the border has, has like, a metal bits or whatever, and some has little, like, cattle guard barriers. Well, let's replace that. Let's fix that. Let's start from there and start repairing that first. Instead of talking about tearing everything down and building a brand new wall. Let's do that. That's easy. It's already being done on the border. So why? Why are we still going through this? Right? Mr. President, go on and admit it. You made a mistake and you overspoke when you said that Mexico was going to pay for the border. I mean, pay for the wall. Go on and admit it. Heck, your face knows it. Everybody else knows it. Be a man and say it. Okay? Just be a man and say it. Congress, Democrats, Republicans, whoever, just going to allocate $2.5 billion for the repairs, for more agents, judges, facility upgrades. Just going to uh, uh, 2.5, 2.5. Okay? Asking for 5.7. Give 2.5. That's simple. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it that easy? But apparently not. Those are just some of the things I thought of. And as I said before, I know some of you probably have other and maybe better ideas. But if I can sit here and think of that, why can't they end this this, this this shutdown right now? Why can't it happen? I'm going to tell you why. Because they do not want it to happen. Yeah, when they get in front of the mics and the cameras, they say, oh, great thing. But they don't want it to happen. 
They don't care if the American public is suffering. They don't. Citizens, open your eyes. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. It's just not, it's not working. Because they're not trying to make it work. And with all that, the bottom line is the American citizen deserves better. Even the sheeple deserve better. And must demand more and better from those that elected to represent them. Everyone would put their little differences aside, start calling their congressmen representatives right now, start blowing them lines up. Something will happen. Something would happen. But that's not going to happen either because it would, uh, this country is so divided right now. Everybody rather sit and wait. Wait on them to, to try and figure it out. Well, apparently they've shown they can't figure it out. Now, I, I changed that. They have shown they do not want to figure it out. They do not want to solve it. They don't. And until the American citizens decide to stand up and say enough of this bull crap, the same thing is going to keep happening over and over again. The politicians are going to play the American public like a bunch of puppies. That's right, like a bunch of puppies. Feed you when they get ready. Let you go to the bathroom when they get ready. And other than that, put you outside and let you stay there. And why they sit inside and do whatever they want to. That's that, that's just pitiful. That's pitiful. Okay. Now, as I said at the beginning of my monologue, uh, this is probably the last bit I'm going to say about this for a while. Because the writing is on the wall right now. It's on the wall. And honestly, my opinion is the longer it lasts, illustrates the, 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 the less they care about the American public. Yeah. It's over immigration. Yes, it's over a wall. Problems that will constantly and always be there. It's not new. It's not a national emergency. It's not a crisis. But you listen to everybody, that's what it is. No, it's not. It's the same problem that has existed, existed for decades. The same problems with the same solutions constantly be, being thrown at it. It's time for change, people, in more ways than one. So what are we going to do? That is my question to you. What are we going to do about it? And 
I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, I see I have somebody with their hand up, so I'm sure they want to talk about this. Uh, we can talk about this for a little while, but I want to make sure I leave P enough time to talk about her scams and things like that. Now, um, by chance, I'll get to um, get to you about the situation. You can always email me your responses and or your thoughts at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to the show's website, and I, I highly suggest you do because I have some nice videos there uh, explaining both sides of the issue, not just one side, and, and they will actually open your open your eyes and, and help you and hopefully help you realize and see the game that's being played. Okay, it's not from the quote-unquote liberal point of view. It's not quote-unquote from the conservative liberal uh, um, uh, um, point of view. Okay, it, it's both sides. Just to help you understand a little bit more about what's really going on and why what our fellow citizens that are not working in or receiving their pay has to go through and the unnecessary reasons why. The unnecessary reason why. All right, so with that all being said, let me take this caller and uh, – what they have to add, what they have got for me. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. What you got for me, Joe? Well, hello, Mr. Eric. How are you? I'm doing you fine, know, Miss Sadie. How are you? I'm yeah. fine. I had a cold. Thank God, it's it's uh it's pretty much gone, but not quite. But listen, I didn't listen to the ver- from the very beginning, but I caught the last few minutes, and I just. I would like to add something about this wall or a couple of points. Number one is that it is very worrisome to me. I don't think it's a stretch to think about the Berlin Wall, where the wall was uh, constructed to keep people in, not so much to keep people um, to keep people within the wall instead of people trying to climb past the wall or over the wall, under the wall. Um, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be a steel wall, and um, I don't know what technology is going to be included within that security system. Um, mm-hmm. And with all that's going on in, in within the country, um, it's not too far fetched an idea to think that there may be an internal war uh, at, at some point. Uh, sec- secondly, I like to say. Um, I was listening to a show. I don't know if it was CNN, MSNBC recently, um, and um, Miss Lady, are you there? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got another okay. call. Um, okay. No, no. I'm. I, so I was listening to a TV show, and. Um, a commentator had an interesting perspective. They were saying that it appears to be a political grab, that um, to score points for re-election purposes, this wall thing, that there are three critical states for re-election, which are Ohio, Pennsylvania, and I can't think of the third one. But those are still, still towns, so that if 
this billions of dollars to construct this wall um, uh, um, passes, then those field towns are going to be, they're going to be a lot of employment within those, those um, states, which is going to be a plus for Mr. Trump's re-election. So it's mm-hmm. going to increase the employment for the field workers. So it could be, I mean, I always say it's not just, usually it's more than just one reason for something, you know, that, that's being advanced. It's always going to be some financial benefit to somebody. And it's also mm-hmm. some political benefit. So there you go. Hmm. Well, thank you, Miss Lady. And bring up very, uh, very important. And you're right. You're right. You know, um, remember at one time they talked about concrete, and all of a sudden they switched to steel, saying, well, the Democrats have to steal. Uh, well, Democrats have asked to steal. And all of a sudden, yeah, we can steal from America, use American steel. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's another point, uh, another political statement of made to once again enhance his faith and. Hopefully, uh, uh, collect the vote when it's time for the presidential election. Which goes to what I'm saying, 2020. That at all, 2020. That's what this is all about. You know, setting setting themselves up for in a positive manner for the election in 2020. Oh, and I wanted to say something, Eric, that that this emergency declaration. There was, um, I think Roosevelt uh, uh, declared a state of the emergency for steel. He's, there's a, uh, a case, um, and it was determined that he could uh, declare an emergency um, in terms of the steel uh, manufacturing. Um, I think it was during World War II, and um, uh-huh. steel was needed. I think I can't recall this case, but I remember reading about it, and, and that's where... Uh, then I want to do some research about the steel case in, in terms of uh, an emergency for America, but it, it was really an emergency because it was a war going on against the Nazis. So, but there's no war like that going on in this case. The facts are completely different, and they don't really well, apply. Yes. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, and uh, last week on the show last week, uh, actually, the United States in the quote-unquote state of emergency from the Iraq war, okay? And each president, each administration, the George Bush administration, even to Trump, has extended that state of emergency. So technically... Yeah, but there has to be a real emergency. It's not an emergency just because you say it is. I mean, there has to be... No, 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 no. You know. But no, no, because it's still... Actually, it goes all the way back to the Carter Carter administration, okay? But when George Bush came in and under the under terrorism, under terrorism, the key word terrorism, you know, it has continued to be extended. Okay, so technically, we, this country is still under a state of emergency. Now, what has happened is no one has talked about it because when they extend it, it's done very quietly and nobody because. Let's think about this. If the American public really thought that this country was in a state of emergency, they'd be hey, people be going crazy. So they do it under the table quietly and maintain that status 
authorized and through executive orders where they need to bypass Congress. Remember, Obama did a lot of executive orders and they were up in arms about it. Now, 45 has done the same thing, but he's done his kind of quietly where many people aren't paying attention because distraction has been the Mueller investigation and what have you. Okay? Think about it. Yeah, but what I'm Think saying is that the facts have to really show that there really is a state of an emergency. And I would pull that case, I don't, you know, from from World War II, to look at what the facts, you know, what, what the facts were, uh, at least the facts that were stated, in order to um, get uh, to, to get the state of emergency um, executive order applied. And I would argue that they're actually, no matter what they say, under what act, that they're truly, there's nothing that's even similar because it was it actually dealt with steel and with steel manufacturing. So it'll be interesting because it's, I mean, whether or not it really is is covered under the Terrorist Act and if there really is or not a state of an emergency, I, I don't know. It seems like that could be a constitutional issue to me. <laughs> well, you know, um, honestly, what, what it is, there are certain things that are, are, are certain laws or, or procedures that are encompassed within the, the Constitution that allows the president certain powers under certain um, actions, okay? And uh, the emergency, uh, national emergency is one of them where it gives him the right to bypass a lot of things, which includes Congress. That's why President Trump is constantly saying he can declare a national emergency because if he does that, then he can bypass Congress. However, 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 wait a minute, Miss Lady. However, see, here's the very interesting part about it. If it's done, he still has to go back to Congress within six months to a year's time to to, to, uh, verify that it is a national emergency. That's why it hasn't been done yet. Because you still end up in the same situation, and Congress is already threatening to take him to court if he was to do that. So once again, you'd be at the same stalemate we are at now. You, you understand the the, the 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 situation or, or the the process? I understand the process, but I I still mm-hmm. would say it just um, just because someone states that it's an emergency doesn't mean that it, there truly is one. Well, well, that's true too. That is true. You, you get, you have there, no argument. There is no emergency. What's the emergency? What are the facts to show that there is an emergency regarding this wall? Well, if, well, if, if you let the, the 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 administration, current administration, tell you the the emergency is uh, there's no security at on the southern side of the border. And you got drug dealers coming through. You got uh, illegal aliens coming through that's committing all sort of heinous crimes. Uh, you know, human trafficking and things of that nature. That is the emergency. If the, you listen to what the administration is telling you, that is the emergency right there. However, we all know this has been going on for some time, so it's just not. Now let's remember. Uh, you may not heard this when I was speaking earlier, but before the midterm elections, the caravans that were coming through, remember that? It was an invasion. See, you have to listen to the words that they, they, they use to, to to make things sound more 
uh, uh, dire than what they are. It was first it was a caravan, and then it became an invasion. Okay, now yeah, that's what I said. It, it, what are the facts? What are the facts? That's yeah. what I'm saying. What yeah. are the facts to show right. that there truly is an emergency? You can call right. for whatever words you want, you know, mm-hmm. emotional Latin, you know, lies, whatever. But what are the facts to demonstrate there truly is an emergency? What makes this an emergency? What are your facts? Now, here's 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 the bigger question. Here's the bigger question. When is or when are when is the American public going to call them on on, on all these so-called uh, uh, facts that are not really facts and hold their feet to the fire on it? <laughs> Yeah, you. I can't exactly. tell you that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That is it. That is it right there. Just what you said. Oh. And that's why they continue to do it. And that's why we're in the current situation we are right now. That's it. Yeah. Well, what do you think about uh, the uh, that the wall could be used in the future? Who knows? Fifty years, a hundred years to keep American citizens. Within the within the country, and uh, more so than keeping, uh, and at that point nobody's trying to climb over the wall to come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, originally when when this idea was floated, that's the first thing I said is being built to keep in and not keep those out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and to some extent, I say yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because didn't didn't the Nazis start with uh, creating a lot of um, fear within their country, and then they had to have IDs. Remember, um, and now this new twenty by twenty twenty, everybody has to have this new license that has a lot of information uh, on uh, about the person. Otherwise, you can't try travel domestically. And you can't enter any federal buildings without this new license. And yeah. um, okay, and then uh, now we're talking about a wall, some some high security wall being erected. It's a little unnerving to me. Yes, yes, it, it very it is. And as far as the the new license, yes, and a lot of states are fighting that in court. In the Supreme Court, actually, just waiting for it to be heard. Um, you're right, and, and just just think about it. you got companies putting chips in, in employees' hands with the offer your bank cards, bank cards with the chips in it that contain a lot of your information as well. Uh, the military went to that some 10, 15 years ago with all your medical information, your personal information on it. So I mean, it's a gradual thing that they're implementing, but of course. Regular Joe Joe Smoke is not paying attention to that. They think it's an advancement, but it's just another way of, of, of keeping track and being able to to separate and segregate those that need to be that to be done when time comes. You know, the wealthy have private jets. They have private yachts and planes. They have properties all over the world. They can pick up if stuff gets funky. They can pick up and go. Okay. The city yeah, average well, citizen will be stuck. <laughs> I, okay. It, it, 
you know, that, that goes back to um, what you said before, the internal conflict. You know, eventually mm-hmm. it, it'll happen. It, it'll happen. The question is when and where, but eventually it will happen. But thank you, Miss Lady. It's do... being promoted by some people. It's being promoted. You know, and now you have men uh, attacking children and and women, and this is crazy. Strangers, they don't, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's what the, that's that's the part they want you to hear, and, and yeah, but it's it's more than men. Uh, there's a lot of women out there doing the same thing, but it, it's more. Oh yeah, it's yeah. more. Yeah. It's more gruesome if they say men, especially if it's illegal right. immigrants and things of that nature. But there's many women out there doing the same thing. You know that, so, uh, you know, once, once again, once again, it's one of those, uh, are you going to continue to believe what they tell you? Uh, as the title says, are you going to believe your lying eyes and ears, or are you going to really open your eyes and what's happening? Well, they had a couple, a white couple that ran up on a little child's birthday party and pointed loaded shotguns or whatever at them. They were just convicted for years. They're part of a white supremacist group, and um, they, I, they got a lot of time. And the woman, she was crying. She has three children at home, and that's what she did to her children. I think she's going to prison for like six Six years, the man's going longer. It well, makes no sense. Well, just just uh, um, in in the words of Prince, sign of the times. That's all it is, sign of the times. Where no one really, really, really cares about life or anyone else's life. You know, and I mean, this has been foretold in the Bible anyway. So you know, if you pay attention, it's just coming to. to Coming to the realization now. I mean, you know, let's be honest. But Miss Lady, I got to move on because I, I, my co-host got a part of the show she need to do. But I want to thank you for your comments because you made some very great points. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll be, I'll go on the. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. I want to thank Miss Lady for for her comments. She made some very great points. And um, as I said, if anybody else has got anything you'll say, you can work to wait to the end of the show, final comments, or uh, where she go? Or um, <laughs> you can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to um, answer you any questions you may have, give you some websites to go look at. Or, you, as I said before, you can go to the show's webpage at www.ericletstalk.com. And... Uh, uh, you can see the videos and the information I place as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know where my co-host went. She was there, then she left. <laughs> okay, she's back. Now, at this time, I'm going to turn the floor over to my wonderful co-host, and she's going to bring to you, she is going to bring to you some great information about scams to be on the lookout for, because as we said before, this is tax season. And there are those out there that will be trying to get your money, your cash. All right? So without further ado, here's my wonderful, wonderful co-host, P. Ross. Take it away, P. 
All right. This is um, an article that was done on November 2018, and um, it's just talking about the, the, the 10 most popular Internet scams. Now, this is not all of them. Now, you know that, you know, Internet scams have, have, been, um, have been around even before the Internet was around. You know, there have always been, as we used to say, con artists. But now they're more advanced, they're more deceptive, they're more common, and and even more venerable, you know, from from the early days than, than, than they are now. And the one thing that the article says is, unfortunately, malware protection software does not help much with many of these types of scams because they rely on tricking the user. It's not delivering any malicious software. It's just, you know, getting you to do what they need you to do. See, so I want to make you, be, you know, become aware of some of the most common scams that, that they have on the Internet and on the website. One of the most common ones is phishing emails and fake, and fake web pages. This is the most widespread Internet and email scam today. A phishing email lures you into divulging your log-on credentials. That's your username and your password through convincing emails. Now, you might get one, you know, like they did some time ago um, for Citibank. You know, it resembles a, le- a legitimate credit authority, you know, Citibank, eBay, PayPal, those things where you, you exchange money. So it's going to look like your bank. You know, it's going to look like it's a real eBay account. It's going to look like it's a real PayPal account, but it's really not. And the email tells you that, hey, you've been compromised and you need to send your ID and your password to this link, you know, to confirm your identity. Well, everybody knows that, you know, if it's your bank, they have that information already. They don't need you to confirm anything. What they will do, if your bank card or your bank information has been compromised, they will lock it. You ever went out of town and you had your debit card or you had your bank card and you tried to use it but you didn't tell your bank you were going out of town and you tried to use your card and you couldn't use it? Well, any fraudulent activity that they think is fraud, it don't even really have to be fraud. They can just think that it is fraud, and they will lock your card. All you got to do is call them up and say, hey, I'm in Alabama, or I'm here. This is me using my card, you know, and you initiate that call so you know you're calling your bank. These phishing scams, they initiate the information or the conversation with you. So they don't have your information unless you give it to them. Always look at the website. Make sure that the website that is up in in your browser is your bank website, that it is indeed the entity that they say they are. Because you have that information on your bank statement. You have that information most times on the back of your bank card. If that information does not match, then it's a fake page. And do not, under any circumstances, send them your information. See? So you want to always check the URL address of the link that's sending you 
to a so-called secure site. You know, you will know because it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna begin with https slash slash. Okay, so you're gonna know the H, the S after the HTTP space will often just have HTTP no S. The S stands for security. So if they're sending you to a site and it's just a HTTP, be aware. And now I'm not sending you my information, you know. And if you're not really sure, you think that, you know, your bank account, this might be, this looks kind of legitimate, call your bank. Do not send anything over the Internet. Do not send, do not reply to that email. Call your bank. Speak with a representative at your local bank, okay? It's always better to be safe than sorry. Another scam is what they call the Nigerian scam. Now, this is the source of the fund is as follows. You know, um, they'll say during the last military regime here in Nigeria, the government officials set up companies and awarded themselves contracts, which were grossly over-invoiced in various ministries. So what they want you to do is to spend their money. They're going to tell you that they have an overseas partner into whose account we would like to transfer the sum of, and it's always a lot of money, you know, in the million. It's always a million-dollar amount, $21 million, $30 million. It's always an enormous amount in U.S. dollars. And it'll say, hence, we are writing you this letter. We have agreed to share the money, thus, one, 20% for the account owner and 70% for the U.S. officials. 10% to be used in settling taxation and all local foreign expenses is from the 70% that we wish to commit the information, the importation business to you. Please note that this transaction is 100% space, and we hope to commence the transfer later, no later than seven banking days from the date of the receipt of the following information. So they want your company signed and stamped letterhead paper, all of the above information. They want your tax ID, your telephone number. Uh, And then it says that that will enable us to file a claim and job description respectfully. Then we will be able to use the company name to apply for payment and reaward the contract in your company's name. So, why would a Nigerian family with wealth want to give you their wealth? Because in order to get this money, you need to send them that 10% of that $21 million that they said that they have. Every variation of this letter, the scammer is promising obscenely large payments for small, unskilled tasks that anybody can do. And like most scams, if it looks too good to be true, then it probably is. Never transfer money overseas unless you yourself know or have initiated this company or this organization yourself. A lot of times they're going to use motions and willingness, you know, to help, you know, They're going to say, oh, well, this family is in dire need and, you know, 
All we are asking you to do is cover the endless legal and other fees that must be paid to the people so that they can release this fictional fortune. See? And the more you pay, the more they're going to scam you out of. Because if you send them $200 a day, they're going to ask for another 200 next week. So to avoid this scam, just ignore it, delete the email, block it. Another one is a lottery scam. You will get a notification saying that you have won some supposed lottery in the millions of dollars, and all you need to do is just send again. You got to send a fee to get your money. See, so don't let lottery winners, you know, and they'll dress it all up and you open the email and you got balloons and stars and all this stuff going on and it's telling you and it'll give you an account number and it'll give you all of this information saying that you have won millions of dollars in the lottery. Congratulations repeatedly. But the catchphrase is before you can collect your winnings, you must pay a processing fee, which can be upwards of several thousands of dollars. See? So, and they want you to send that in a money order or, again, through Western Union. But the moment, you know, they cash your, your money order, you know, it's over. And they are long gone. So, again, avoid this scam by just deleting the email. Another scam, and especially now during tax time, is advance fees for a guaranteed loan or a credit card. You will get an email or sometimes um, uh, to your phone that says you are approved for a premier consumer credit card or you're approved for a platinum credit card. Um, so you'll get your, your own, very own MasterCard, your very own uh, Visa card, regardless of your credit situation. You are approved. You cannot be turned down. Now, people, let's just be real. If you know your credit score is 233, you know, you finna get, you know you're not going to get no platinum Visa or no platinum MasterCard. You're not going to get a platinum Premier anything. So where did they get your information from? Why are they sending did you up? Number one, did you apply for the card? They're saying that you are pre-approved. They will even send you information saying um, you are uh, pre-approved for a loan for a half a million dollar home. Come on, people, just use your common sense. They don't know you. They don't know your credit situation yet they are willing to offer you massive credit limits, not hardly, not hardly. And the thing about it is once you respond to them and when you call into them, see, then they use pressure tactics, you know, by your financial problems and, 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 and you become susceptible to this kind. See, because they just ask you just to pay an upfront free, an upfront fee, you know, for the credit loan, and they promise to send you the card in the mail. And guess what? Once you pay that fee, you don't get a card. You don't get the loan approval for your house. You get nothing. 
So don't fall for that. If somebody's going to give you a loan, they're going to give you a loan. They're going to give you legitimate paperwork to sign for the loan. You are going to have to have a credit application. It will never be a guaranteed approval. The one thing that 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 most people say is all credit applications accepted. That's a difference. They will accept your application, but it does not mean that you're approved. These will say that you all, everybody is approved. You are automatically approved. So be aware of that. Okay? All right. The next one is um, the offer to pay more for the asking price of something that you put online for sale, usually on eBay or if you go um, um, to um, the Craigslist, um, those things that you have put um, up for sale and and, you're, and, and you, it could be your car, your truck, uh, some other expensive items. And they find these ads and they send you an email offering to pay much more than what you asked for, okay? Um, and they'll say that the reason for the overpayment is supposedly related to the international fees to ship the car overseas. In return, you are to send him the car and the cash for the difference. Now, the money that you would receive looks so real that you would deposit it into your account, and in a couple of days or the time it takes to clear, your bank informs you that the money order was fake and demands you to pay that, that amount of money back. But you've already sent the money, and most times people have already made arrangements for whatever that person was purchasing to be sent to them, whether it was a car or any other valuable item. So most of the time, you know, the money order was an indeed an authentic document, but it was never authorized the bank. It was stolen, that it was never authorized from the bank it was stolen from. So in the case of the cashier's check, they're usually convincing forgeries. At any rate, they are devastating. You lost your car or you lost the item and the cash you sent with the car. And then you not, not only that, but now you owe the bank. Say plus fees for bad checks or bad money orders. So avoid that. If somebody is asking, telling you they're going to spend, they're going to pay you exponentially more than you're asking for, don't do it. Don't do and it. Always, and always, always, if someone is giving you a check for a large sum of money or somebody is giving you a money order for a large sum of money, you tell them the best thing to do, oh, we before this transaction is complete, we have to make sure that this money order or this check clears before the transaction can be completed. Once this clears, then we will send you the item that you're paying for since you want to pay this much over. If they don't want to agree to that, nine times out of ten, it's a scam. So don't do it. All right. Now, now, hold on for a minute, P. Hold on for a minute, P. Now, with, with the check thing, look, you know, and they're going to offer it to you, but if you can, uh, nine times ten, they will not give you this information. Find out what bank this check is drawn on and, uh, and see if you can't find a number 
if they give you a number, routing number or something, so you can call the bank and verify yourself. You know, there's ways you can go about it without having to wait on anybody to do it for you. You know, it's better to be, you know, be careful than just to give your money away. So, you know, anything when it comes to checks, cashier checks, whatever, you can always uh, call the bank and verify if this is uh, a legitimate check or not. So always keep that in mind. I'm sorry, Pete. Go ahead. I just had to get that in there. And just just remember, a lot of these things, you know, they're saying that they're overseas companies. Another um, one was um, employment search scams. Now, a lot of us, we put our met, our, our resume, you know, and it has at least some personal data that is accessible by potential uh, employees, and we put them on legitimate employment sites, you know, um, like, you know, careers.com, indeed.com, different sites like that. Uh, and the thing is, you you receive a job offer to become a financial representative of an overseas company that you have never even heard of before. The reason they want to hire you is that this company has problems accepting money from its U.S. customers, and they need you to handle those payments. You will be paid a percentage of commission for each transaction. If you apply, you will provide the scammer with your personal data, account information, so you can get paid, direct deposit, and still you will experience some or all of the following. Identity theft, an empty bank account. You may receive fake checks or money orders for payments which you deposit into your account but must send the majority of it to your employer. Soon you will owe money to your bank because the checks or money orders were all fake. So be aware of that. They don't need you to collect their money and then send a portion to them. That's not how it works when you are employed. Now, come on now. When you are employed, you do the work, they send you the check. If you're collecting money for them, then there's a bank account that that money is deposited in. It's not deposited into your personal account. The company is always going to have a bank account to deposit monies received. It's called accounts receivable. There's always a check and balance system, okay? And it's really illegal for a company to require you to deposit their receivables into your account. Why would they want to do that? They should have an account of their own, okay? Um, a big thing here that goes on, um, and we see it all, all the time, is disaster relief scams. Um, these are disasters which people died, they lost everything, and, you know, and in most times we all know good people pull together to help the survivors, sometimes through online donations. However, the scammers set up fake charity websites to steal money donated to the victims of disasters. Request for a donation comes via an email, then there's a chance it is a phishing attempt. Don't click on any links in the email. Don't provide your bank account or credit card information. You can avoid these types of scams and, and still help those in need by contacting recognized charitable organizations in your local community or going to that 
official Red Cross website or other known organizations already in place that help disaster relief. Rather than um, local churches, other local local groups who are helping in the relief effort, effort, names that you know so that you don't get caught up. If they're sending you an email and saying that, hey, we need you to donate to this, or donate to that because this is the disaster relief, get that information. If they're saying we're doing this and here's the link, don't even click on it. You can just take the name, look at the name of the organization, look it up. It will tell you whether they're a 501c organization or not, and if they're not, and if they're not list, delete it. Just delete it. Because nine times out of ten, it's a scam. Now, one of the most popular ones that's done usually during spring break and summer is the travel scam. It'll say you want to cruise or you want to you want a trip, you know. And um, they're most, like I said, active during the summer months. And you will receive an email with the offer to get amazingly low fares on some exotic destination, but you must book it today or the offer expires that evening. And then if you call, you find out the travel is free, but the hotel rates are highly overpriced. So you get to travel, you get to go, but you got to pay your hotel fee. So you don't get to go until you sign on the dotted line and send the money. Okay? And in order to give you the freebie, um, they'll make you sit through a timeshare pitch on, at the destination. Others might may just take your money and deliver not, nothing. Getting a refund should you decide to cancel is usually impossible. So your best strategy is to book your trip in person through a reputable travel agency or proven legitimate online service like Travelocity or Expedia. See, those things that is already known. Not somebody sending you an email saying you want a free trip and this is the money that you need because you got to pay for your hotel fees, but the trip is free. Then that trip is not free. <laughs> another known, another known scam, and 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 this is one that is is relatively le- common, is one to make money fast by just sending out letters. They will tell you if you send out this many letters, you'll get, you know, this money back. And then they'll give you a lot of testimony. You know, they'll say something like, okay, this is an opportunity to make an incredible amount of money, cash, in a very short time. And the cost is only $6. This is the 16th day since I started receiving my cash. And so far, I've received $5,845 in $1 bills. So I guess this is really working. Give it a try. All I did was follow the instructions in the letter that I received below and sent out some emails to people who responded to my ad. So then they give you this testimony. You know, if you send it to 20 people, you send it to 12 people, and those 12 people send it to 12 people, and then you're supposed to get all these dollars in the mail. See, it's a classic pyramid scheme. So you, what you'll get is an email with a list of names that you're asked to send five dollars or so to. You're gonna be, they're gonna tell you to send uh, five dollars by mail to the person whose name is at the top of the list. Then you add your name at the bottom. Then you forward the updated list to a number of other people. 
the author of the scam letter, painstakingly explains that if more and more people join the chain, when it's your turn to receive the money, you might even become a millionaire. Now, you need to bear in mind that most times the list of the names on the list is manipulated to keep the top name, who is the creator of the scam himself or his friends, on top permanently. So it's a circulating email, you know, you know, um, um, that you have to mail something out, and it's even illegal. So should you pursue, if you, you know, kind of dumb enough to participate, you yourself risk being charged with fraud because now you are partaking in part of the screen, of the scheme because now you have forwarded that email to these other people or people you know, see, and asking them to send $5 to this fake person, okay? This one is really funny. The money make money at home. Turn your computer into a money-making machine. Turn your personal computer into a money-making machine by storing printed reports on disk. Even though it's not precisely a scam like the others on, on this list, is really deceptive and is really dangerous, and this is how it works. You can turn your computer into a money-making machine just like thousands of others now rich people have done. Just send money for instructions on how to download and install a program on your computer that will indeed turn it into a money-making machine for spammers. And at the sign-up, you'll get a unique ID, and you have to give them your PayPal account information for the big money deposits that you'll get soon. Then the program you are supposed to run, sometimes 24-7, open up multiple ad windows, reportedly thus generating per-click review for spammers. This is just bad business. So don't even get into trying it. Installing dubious programs on your system is foundational computer no-no. You potentially induce all kinds of dangerous malware into your system mm-hmm. that will erode your system's performance and potentially mm-hmm. turn your computer into a zombie bot. For hackers to exploit or allow malicious elements to access your system and private information with impunity. Plus, you just gave them your PayPal account information. Mm-hmm. See? Now, the last one that I want to talk about, well, not the last one, but this is one of the ones that I want to talk about, um, the phone call scam claiming to be Microsoft, okay? Um, and what happens is somebody with an Indian accent person claiming that they are from Windows Service Center, and they said that my computer has been hacked and they want my details to fix the issue. Um, this person said, I asked the man that where he was calling from, and he replied that he was using the phone internet, calling from the Sydney Windows Service Center. I then again asked him for the phone number and email address. He said he would give the details to me after he fixed the problems on my computer. He started to get a little forceful, so I again asked him for his details, and this time, a little angry, he promptly hung up. Two hours later, the same phone call came asking the same question, so be very careful about this information and report these activities. So what they do is they call you, tell you, that your computer has been hacked and they want your information. Microsoft does not do this. They will tell you that they are with Microsoft, but they are not. 
okay? So do not give them your IP address. Do not give them your um, logon information, any information that is on your computer. Another thing is do not allow them to remote access your computer. There are programs out there that when they call you, they will send you a link. They will tell you to click on that link to allow them to access your desktop. Once you allow them to access your desktop, they have control of your entire computer. Microsoft does not do that. Be aware. You will know if your information has been hacked yourself. You call your computer tech. They don't call you. Okay? So just just be aware of that. Another thing is the dating. This is a dating scam. Everybody's heard of Match.com, you know, people want to befriend you on Facebook. And this is what this is what they'll do. Um typically Typically, they try to find people who seem vulnerable, single people, widowers, older people. Um, And then once they make a connection with you, they will request money for some sort of emergency. All now, they have an emergency, you know, a, a, a hospital bill or other circumstantial event, a plane ticket because they're trying to get home. Um, so... Um, they'll ask you, you know, because you're friends now or, or so-called in love now, uh, they expect you to send money, and they're always going to want you to send it Western Union. Um, most of the time, these are older folks um, who have been targets uh, for online fraud. Um, no, Remember that no online data user is exempt from being targeted by scams on an international Scale. See, now, while no two scammers are identical, nearly all of the dating scammers will exhibit several of the following behaviors. They insist on taking the conversation off of the dating service, asking to, to text or email. Um, they're repeatedly asking for odd personal information. Where's your location? Where do you live? You know, Disconcertingly, dramatic, erratic, or otherwise strange behavior in all likelihood, you'll want to avoid dating people like this anyway. And early or inappropriate professions of love. Oh, I just can't live without you. How could you hurt me like this? You know, if you get it, review the person's profile. See? Common scammer profiles are modeled differently depending on whether they are male or female, but you'll usually see several of the following attributes if the person is a, is a scammer. They have a high, high income, average height, attractive, no political uh, persuasion. They are either an engineer, male or female student, in the mid-40s or low 30s. And most times if they're on Facebook, you are their only friend. They won't have mm. any other friends. You are their mm. only contact. Mm. <laughs> See? So check their photos. Another thing, check their photos for, for duplicates. Save a copy of their profile 
photo, then upload it to Google to search for other instances of it. If you see several other sites with the photo pop up in the results, then you know that at the very least they are not using their own photo. Then if you do determine that they're not using their own photo, consider calling them out. This may reveal some more suspicious behavior. Of course they're going to get upset. Oh, you don't trust me? Okay. No, I don't know you. The thing is, suggests that you look closely at their side of the conversation when communicating. Scammers' messages will be full of inconsistencies, often getting their own name or your name wrong. These messages may be badly written or repeat themselves. Watch for these other signs. Their command of language deteriorates with time. They may even start out having no clue about grammar or punctuation. They make mistakes in that their story begins to contradict itself. Alternatively, they never provide any personal details about themselves. They miss pronouns, he, she, him, her. Then mention things that seem entirely unrelated to the profile that they built up on themselves or that seem to be revealing and even unbelievable. When you ask them to meet up, they will never meet you in person. They will usually express reluctance to do so when asked. If the person with whom you're talking either outright refuses to meet you or bails on your plans multiple times in a row, then most likely they're a scammer. Alternatively, the person may ask you to pay for their ticket or means of transportation. <laughs> ask them to contact, ask to contact the person via video or voice chat. If the person isn't willing to meet up, consider asking if you can contact them at their number, never your own, or via a voice or video chat app such as Skype. If they agree to this, pay attention to their tone and use of language. If their demeanor seems to contradict what you know about them, it's best to walk away. Again, if the person outright refuses to talk to you over an audio or video connection, then nine times out of ten, they are a scammer. And then watch out for the catch. Because when scammers think that they have you on the hook, they attempt to reel you in. This is usually when they will agree their plan to do so will usually be interrupted by a financial emergency. As a general rule, if the person to whom you're talking asks for money in any context, they are a scammer. So don't fall for the phrases like, for this to work, we both have to trust each other. Or I thought you loved me. This is a form of, of emotional manipulation. Hmm. So be aware of that, you know. And, and, and how to prevent these dating scams, keep your profile as private as possible. Stop putting all your information out there. See, most of these services require you to, you know, to display your age, a description, and a picture. Outside of those things, you should not, you should keep everything else blank. Because most scammers require a bit more information about you before they can attempt to reel you in. So limiting their leverage from the start decreases your odds of being targeted. Don't give potential scammers leverage over you. A common common scam involves a scammer saving any risque photos, videos, or messages sent to them, uploading them to a public website, and using the uploaded content to blackmail the center into paying them. As such, avoid sending messages that reveal who you are at, or at least at first. It doesn't mean that you can't interact with the person as you please. Just remember, 
that anything you send to a stranger online can be used against you. Avoid sending photos or videos that show friends or family or that give away your location. Keep your discussion on the dating site. If you're using a dating site that has a built-in chat option, as most do, your safest bet is to keep your conversations with the other person limited to the dating site's chat. If the other person is just moving to an email or texting, then you decline. This will usually allow your selected dating site to review the contents of your message if you decide to report the other person as a scammer. Keeping discussions within the dating service will also allow you to block the person later if needed without having to block them in your email or on your phone as well. And avoid giving out your real phone number. If you must move the conversation over to your smartphone, don't tell the other person your number. This doesn't mean that you have to give someone a fake number. There are plenty of free mobile instant messenger services. WhatsApp, Skype, Google Voice, and Facebook Messenger are only a few examples that can be used to message someone freely without having to compromise your real phone number. If the person to whom you're talking refuses to use any mode of conversation except your phone number, there's a decent chance that they're more interested in the number than in the conversation. And then document your interactions with the person. If you suspect that the person with whom you're conversing is attempting to scam you, there are a few things that you can do to ensure that you have evidence against them. Refrain, refrain from deleting conversations or other forms of communication. Take screenshots of the conversation. Stop talking to the person if need be. There's nothing wrong with cutting off a contact with someone, especially if you think they might be a scammer. If you have had a bad feeling after interacting with a person online, you don't owe them your time. Many dating sites will allow you to block will allow you to block the person to whom you're talking as long as they don't have your email address or phone number. Doing this will prevent them from being able to contact you at all. If the person becomes unreasonably outraged or sends threats your way, be sure to take screenshots and report the person's profile to the dating service. <laughs> and in all of this, you can report scams to the Internet Crime Complaint Center. If you do get scammed, you should file a complaint on the FBI's, on the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, which we will post on the website and in the chat room for those of you who need it. All right. So. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> That's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff there. Look. It is. And, you know, and then... And then that's that's Man. just that's just the basic ten. So <laughs> hey, it it is it, it's not even all of them. Yeah, you know, and it's it's sad that it's just basic ten, you know. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember the advancement of the quote unquote internet. You know, scammers have become a lot more complex and, and sneaky, sneaky than 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 they used to be when they first started. Especially when it comes to those date ones, man, those, I know the guys, and even some women on there are just, they will continue to continue to beg and beg and plot. And you know the best thing you can hit when they get that? Block. You know, if you don't feel right, you're tired of dealing with them, block. You know, there's a such thing called block, B-L-O-C-K. It's on there. Block them. You, you know, can block them. 
Yeah, use use common sense. A lot of lot of the stuff that we're telling you now is nothing but common sense. You know, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. You know, if you get a yeah. funny feeling about it, that's that's that, you know that's your conscience telling you is no 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 this is not right. This is not right. You know, and, and and think about it. If you're one of the ones that's out of work right now, and something if this thing goes on longer than who knows how long, you know, it may seem like oh yeah, I need this money right now. Yeah, this seems good. No, be careful. Be careful. It's it, it's not. You won't be wrong to ask questions. Ask as many questions as you can. No, usually the more questions you ask, the 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 the, the truer the scam is. You'll find out the scam is. If you're looking at a website or something, look at the way it's worded. You know, look at the way to use the noun, the pronoun, whatever. Because a lot of times the spelling is off, or they're afraid something not that's just not right, and you can pick up on it. You know, mm-hmm. even the ones you get in the mail. You know, so, you know, a lot of things is just paying attention and, 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 and being aware of what's really going on. Um, the IRS, I, I don't know if you covered this one, but this one about the IRS. The IRS would not never initially call you, okay? They will right. call you. They, will you. they will send you a letter, a letter with a number to call back, okay? So you can always call that number back. Okay, now, uh, let's see what other kind of little crazy scams they got out there. I think you covered a lot of them, especially those work from home or, you know, making fast money. No, be careful. Just be careful. If it, if it feels funny, usually it is wrong. Okay, it's, it's not good. You know, and if any of you ladies and gentlemen out there a little lonely, what have you, you know, get out the house. You know, go hang out with some friends or something, but don't don't leave yourself open to to these these predators, and that's what I call them predators. You know, because I'm saying they they out to do you wrong. They out to do you wrong. And the, the the sad thing about it is, once they get your money, it takes an act of Congress to get your money back, regardless of what you buy or whatever. You know, it, it it takes a while to get your funds back if you get your money back. So be very 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 careful. You know, be very careful when you're dealing with individuals that you don't know. You know, if you have any questions, ask a friend. You have a relative, ask a relative to take a look at it and ask them what they think. You know, it won't hurt. And I know a lot of us don't like other people in our business, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Good job, P. That, that, that was some good stuff there. That was, I was trying to type everything you said in the chat room, but being that I'm not a typist, you know. <laughs> I did as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, I did as much as I could. Um, but by chance, if you think you've been scammed or you know anybody trying to scam, uh, the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center is HTTPS dot dot, well, dot, double dot, forward slash, I mean, forward slash, forward slash, www.ic3.gov slash default dash ASPX, okay? Uh, it's in the chat room, as T said. We'll put it in on the um, show's website as well at www.ericlesstalk.com. Okay? Uh, 
okay? Um, yeah. Well, that's that, that's all I have. You got anything else, Pete? Hey, that's all I have for today. Oh, okay. Well, give me some last words then. You know, you just stop giving us poems, so just give me some last words. You know what? <laughs> You know you're right. I I, I do need to, to to get back on that, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll have mm-hmm. one on Friday. Yeah, it's okay. We will have one on yeah. Friday. Been been mm-hmm. a lot been going on in this 2019, and there's a little bit of and there's a little bit of time. Um, just be aware, people. Just 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 be aware. It's a lot of deceitful things that that are going on. Open your eyes, and like the title of the show say, don't believe your lying eyes. Everything that you see is not necessarily the truth. So just be aware and be careful because everything you see ain't the truth. Do the research. All right? That's all I got. All right. Thank you, ma'am. And I do appreciate it. Love you much. Love you much. All right, y'all. Here it is. Then we come to the end of another outstanding show. Um, just remember, man, when when we start when we start thinking about this this government shutdown, you know what? I'm gonna put a challenge out there. Start calling your representatives. Start calling your congressmen and tell them it's t- enough of this. Time to put a halt to this mess. You know, because we have citizens out there suffering, uh, and, and this is ridiculous. You know, five point seven million dollars, really? You no, know, you use that for homeless veterans and those out there that that's homeless on the street. Uh, people out there that food need food to eat. So, you know, this is ridiculous to keep the government shut down and, and make the citizens suffer for ego trips of politicians. That's that's never a good thing. They're supposed to be representing you, us, the citizens of the United States of America, not their own uh, uh, pride and ego. Okay, so stop calling these people and let them know you are not happy with what's going on and you would like to have it ended quickly. All right, that's all I got for y'all. Thank you for listening. It has been fun. Uh, we'll be back again Friday with another show for you, Guest 973. Thank you for hanging out in the chat room with us all show. Um, it, it, it was wonderful, man. It was really wonderful. And I hope you learned as much as I did. And uh, we'll hopefully bring you another informative and fun show Friday. Okay? Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, to give with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just groovy. All right? Until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, I'm your host, Mr. Talk, and my co-host, Pete Ross. We're going to say have a great week, and we see you back here Friday. We're going to take you out here with some after seven and running out. See y'all Friday, man. Have a great week. We out.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.